As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to The New Nasty Boys. I'm your co-host this morning, afternoon, evening, whenever you decide to listen to this thing, Billy DeVore, and sitting next to me, as always, is... Chris Weir. <laughs> I'm right here, baby. He's in it to win it. We're both here to win it, because the Reds are winning. It's all they do is win. And we're coming to you on a Monday morning? Yeah, coming in hot, baby. Whoa! <laughs> Switch it up, because Tuesday... Freedom's birthday. Absolutely. So, you know, we got to get all this Reds content in before they hit the road, go to Washington. And then Tuesday, I believe they play at like 11.35. Yeah, 11.05 in the morning. Yeah, So we got to blast off before you guys blast off here. (laughs) Dude, uh, I saw a meme. Well, Alicia sent it to me. It's a meme. It's like, uh, there's people right now who don't know that in two days, they're going to be missing fingers. Oh, Yeah. (laughs) That's wild. There's going to be like a handful of people, a well, handful, choice <laughs> oh, word, on. that don't realize uh, this will be the infamous year that they have to tell all their grandchildren about. <laughs> <laughs> they have to be like, it was 2023. I was lighting off a Roman candle. This is where I got my name, Nubs McGee. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm uh, you excited at all? And then, For the fourth, yeah. I mean, all right. I don't got anything really planned. I think like a handful of years passed when uh, we had a mutual friend that used to have a 4th of July party every year. Yeah. That used to be a, a real hot blast, but it's been a minute. Hey, hot blast. Yeah, I'll blast you. Another one. Hey, ah. um, yeah, dude. I was thinking about it. I was like, I haven't really made fourth plans since the pandy. Like, yeah, I just don't definitely. care. Yeah, before we used to have uh, this friend used to have a lot of people over. Nice pool party, bunch of dudes, shirts off, mm. running around, whirlpool action. Oh, yeah. It was happening. Oh, spiking volleyballs, going down water slides, hitting people going down the water slides. Oh, absolutely. Dad bods all around. It oh. was great. Ribs galore. <laughs> Ribs and stretch marks for days. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't really have like any solid plans. I don't either. I think I know that Liberties down the street from me is having a hot dog eating contest. You gonna go there? Be a ringer? I think so. I think I'm just gonna you know I'll be the shark. I'll be like I don't know if I'm gonna do it. I don't know. You know maybe. Yeah, you get up there, eat your portion, start going down the table. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sucking up everybody else's. Yeah, <laughs> and just go to town, take everyone's cash. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's my move. I can see that. Yeah. So I don't know. I, that might be the move. We did get a new flag. For 4th of July. What'd you get? It's the, um, you know, you got the stars and stripes. Right. But then where the stars are, it is a blooming onion. Not really? <laughs> yeah. The Australian flag. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we were waving that at the FCC game in the Bailey. Oh, baby. And uh, 95% of people were thrilled about it. There's another five percent that weren't feeling it. They weren't. They're like, I can't see, and I'm like, well, you're in a in a space that is all about waving flags. So we have a blooming onion one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did we start a blooming onion chant? Yes, absolutely. You had to, and it went over great. Good as it should. It's a blooming onion thing. It's so funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You aren't American if you don't like blooming onion. onions. <laughs> blooming onions. <laughs> blooming onion. Yum. You heard me. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Nothing says freedom like taking a root vegetable, cutting it into fourths, and then covering it in batter and putting it in a deep fryer. And upcharging it by 4,000%. <laughs> 
And, and they're to, selling an onion for probably ten dollars. Ten dollars. That is crazy. And then uh, having explosive diarrhea. Oh yeah, man. Hallelujah. Because you know the bloom opens just like your hole does after eating. Yeah, and you're shouting it out, Sal. That's what you're doing. It's and it goes the opposite way too. When you eat a blooming onion, you got diarrhea. It goes counterclockwise. <laughs> it circles around out that back door. Not the back door. Oh man, that's that's fantastic. That's great, isn't it? It's beautiful. And the same place I got the flag from, I got a sh- T-shirt, and it's got two shrimp on it. Okay. And it just says 69. Oh, no, I've seen that shirt. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's a it's great. It's, that shirt is awesome. It's great. And then he also, uh, we have a mystery shirt. We can't, we, I can't divulge yet. He's not like you. He has like a, like a, a people's NDA where it's like, hey, if you order this, it's still a mystery. You can't say anything for like a month. So it's like, all right, fair right, enough. Fair. fair enough. We might be able to talk about it later. Might it's be able right. to. It's called the Suckin' Mystery Shirt. So, okay. That's the only hint I'm legally allowed to give. Yeah, you're going to have to wait. Uh, we figure out what that suck off is going to happen. Um, all right. But yeah, how was your weekend? Dude, it was awesome. Uh, I think it was. What did I do? I went to. <laughs> I uh, it awesome. Dude, it was tight. I can't remember a goddamn thing. <laughs> um, I think I, I did one. Uh, I went to Go Bananas for a show. That was really fun. It was nice. Uh, it was Wednesday night, I believe. That was uh, a good one. A lot of, a lot of fun uh, comics out there. Good crap. Out. And then I think uh, I did some shit around the house. Earlier. I got yeah. a, I got out the power washer. Oh, it's always the best. Ooh, that was real good. I uh, I was going out back there and I was uh, doing underneath the deck and all that like mold and grime up. Mm-hmm. And I cut a nice juicy hog <laughs> in there, and it was tight because uh, my wife comes out. I was like, "Is that a penis? Like, does it look like it?" Because that's what I was going for. <laughs> and then so I try to get her to like do a video of me, like you know. Because it's like the ASMR stuff, and you zoom out. It's just a big dick. You know, fucking dick. <laughs> I didn't know that the neighbors were right, you know, just right over there, right next door. <laughs> they, they were doing, uh, they were doing some gardening. I had no idea, and they heard me talking the whole time about. No, but can you tell it's a dick, though? <laughs> I need to know. I gotta know. It's not like it's gonna stay forever, you know. It's just a little, little dirt dick. Yeah, exactly. A little, it's a little, little moldy cock. That's, <laughs> that's all. Uh, pointing, pointing north. A little moldy uh, mold uh, But yeah, that was pretty good. That's awesome. It was really fun. What about you? I was at the Reds game Friday, mm-hmm. went to the FCC match Saturday, mm-hmm. and then at the Reds game again today, Maybe. Sunday Eve. Yeah. Lay it on me. How were, how were those uh, matches? They were awesome. They were awesome. <laughs> yeah. They were great. Watching Spencer Steer just rope one to end extras was incredible. Dude, man, he's putting up some fucking missiles, like some really memorable shots. He's He is he has elevated his game where he's like, he knows, like, singles, doubles, yeah, 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 but the way now that he is swinging through the ball with authority. Yeah. God damn, it's beautiful. It's thank, pretty. Thank you, Minnesota Twins. <laughs> really yeah, we appreciate, appreciate it. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you so much. You can have Sonny Grave for one good year. We'll take him for a while. Yeah, absolutely. And then we'll talk about the other guy they gave us later. Um, but that was incredible. Hanging out on the Budweiser deck up there. Yeah. Such a good time. Just whew, in the heat, getting drunk. It was great. Then Saturday, FCC match, rowdy. Draw and then uh, another huge win today. Yeah, that's great. Watching the slinging ginger just shove. Oh, dude, that man is perfection right now. <laughs> I love it. He's coming after hitters. Uh, he looks. He reminds me of that dude from fucking the, like uh, 
Breaking Bad, like to, not to compare him to that uh, really yeah. pale pasty Nazi, <laughs> but he, he has that uh, sort of uh, attitude of just like, man, he's about ready to do something very horrendous right now, but I'm glad he's on our side. <laughs> yeah, I'm so glad. I'm so glad that he's killing it lefty, you know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> killing it lefty. Uh, yeah, man, it was, it was great. I'm exhausted because it was just, you know, every sporting event I could go to. Great. And then uh, just avoiding Swifties was great, too. Did you encounter like any of the uh, Taylor Swift fans this I weekend? I avoided them like the plague. I treated them like COVID in 2020. 20 feet, masked up, don't, cl- don't come close, no contact, no touching. So that way I couldn't get whatever they have. <laughs> Dude, yeah, they were fucking like uh, choked up the uh, downtown. And it was all like the very same sort of mold of people. It was... Uh, all white ladies. Yep. White cowboy boots. Yep. Some sort of bedazzled sundress pinky situation. Yep. And hammered and not paying attention to any of the crosswalks. <laughs> Those are the Taylor Swift fans that I saw. Don't forget about the pink cowgirl hats, too. Dude, it was fucking... Rough. It was not, It was everywhere. And I was, dude, I was blaring a Black Sabbath rolling down <laughs> Second Street. It's like, yeah, you hear that? Sunday, bloody Sunday, whores. <laughs> Here's a real, here's a real Satanist place. <laughs> yeah. Because she knows she's a Satanist. So. Oh, she, she is. I didn't mm-hmm. know if you realized that. But she it was actually, uh, for her last album, she was taking funding uh, from the Saudi family. Isn't that crazy? Wait, what? Yeah, totally. She's fucking, uh, she's in with the Saudis. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, she News is. to me. Yeah. I, she, she, she takes that dirty oil money and Satanist. I don't know how Capital One lets this slide. Exactly, Capital Come One. On. I thought you were better than that credit card company. <laughs> yeah. Ridiculous. I couldn't. Dude, the Swifty Scourge. Oh, my. I just kept. So when we were in between, we are now known as regulars. They were like, where's your other blonde friend? Oh, yeah? And I was like, ah, oh, he's not with us tonight. But they were. And I was like, uh, I stepped outside. And they're like, what are you doing? I was like, oh, I'm trying to see if I can, he- if I can uh, hear the hate speech. Oh, from the Taylor Swift yeah. stuff? And they were like, you're great. Mm. And then went in and they played Queens of the Stone Age. I was very happy. Tight, tight. It was great. But, dude. I mean, look, I get it. Whatever makes you happy makes you happy. Sure. Yeah. Go for it. You're not hurting anybody else. But it's just so stupid. It's bad music. Imagine you pay at minimum, what, 400 bucks a ticket to sit in the nosebleeds and scream the same song that everybody else is screaming and you can't even hear her. Yeah, dude. And... I mean, there's so many things I think about, and I have nothing against Taylor Swift. Oh, yeah. If that's who you are, that's great. But this is a reflection of like uh, the people that you draw in. Like, if I had, if my favorite artist also attracted eight-year-old children, and they related to the lyrics they were singing, I'd question what I'm doing with myself. It's like, yes. yeah, someone that has a not fully functioning, developed brain. <laughs> Has a very similar set of interests that I yeah. do creatively. Yeah, exactly. And it really feels like with all of her, uh, you know, the errors thing, it, she feels like a personality cosplay for basic white women. Yes. You know, where it's just like, I'm going to be this lady today. I'm going to be a cowgirl. Then I'm going to wear my hair like this. <laughs> like, none of it seems original. But again, no. I just want to say, do not hate her. 
Great yeah. for you. Yeah. Taylor, seriously, if you got any problems, DM me. It's fine. Yeah, it's not a big deal. Yeah, yeah. She's just a PR fleshback. Exactly. That's all she is. <laughs> yeah, but the, I, I don't hate anything about her. It's no. just a very uh, peculiar thing that I just cannot, for the life of me, understand. No, me either. And I'm not going to try because yeah. I'm not a 22-year-old woman. Yeah. Oh, sorry, 22-year-old white woman. I'm not that. I'm feeling 22. <laughs> Put a bullet in my brain. Please. I mean, good Put a Lord. 22 in my brain. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it was so... I mean, like, good for the city. Good that it brought all this revenue in. It's whatever. But just good God. I got, took an Uber to the ballpark today, and the lady who picked me up was so sweet. And I was like, so, how, uh, how was dealing with the Swifties? And, and she went, baby. Baby. <laughs> I have a daughter. And after this weekend, she is no lou- no longer allowed to wear pink. That is how much I hate that woman. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. I was like, that's what's up. That's what's up. She was like, cowgirl hat, boots, glitter, glitter everywhere, annoying. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. Good it for sucks. her. And then she said the same thing nine different ways. That's how mad she was. When you can really feel it percolate and bubble. Oh, man, she was in her heiress tour of uh, her irritation. (laughs) Irritation tour. Hi, it's me. I'm the problem. It's me, for sure. Please sue us (laughs) for me using that. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's whatever. But I'm glad that we made through it. Yeah, great for the city. Great for the city that she would come. Uh, Supposedly, a friend sent me this, that Cincinnati was the number one Airbnb destination in the world because of Taylor Swift. Yeah, I can see that for an afternoon or evening, whatever it was. Mm, but, yeah, yeah. Pop in. And, yeah, great for those fucking people that own properties. Yeah. You know? Great for those them. struggling people in the economy. <laughs> yeah, those landlords who really need a break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great for them. Yeah, and the 70,000 people who went in and went to Paycor Stadium to watch a blonde woman drain a goat of its blood. <laughs> What a great time to be in Cincinnati. (laughs) Oh, boy. Let's talk about something fun. Yeah? What do you got in mind? I got the Reds. Yeah, let's talk about it. I got baseball in my mind. All right. Alexis Diaz is an all-star. Yeah, baby. Fuck yeah, dude. I'm so stoked about that. Only blown one save this year. Yeah, and it was still it was a very tough one, too. But yeah, he's been fucking nails all year. So, nails, guys killing it. Well-deserving. Yeah. First of many all-star selections. Absolutely. This is going to be a, a great first of many for him. Now, TJ Friel and Spencer Steer got fucked. Yeah, that's anticipated. It's uh, Cincinnati. We get overlooked all the time. I think it'll just be something for him next year to just wear like, hey, yeah, I was missing next year. I mean, I was missing the year before. Yeah. You know? So, uh, so yeah, man. Like, there you go. I got you, too. Solidarity, brother. <laughs> it's been a long day. It, I'm with you. I am exhausted. I think I've lost 20 pounds from the heat this weekend. Mm-hmm. Like, Reds and Four tweeted, Spencer Steer this season, 283, 374, 502, 43 runs, 14 homers, 19 doubles, two triples, nine stolen bases. And then Lawrence Guriel, nothing against him, but this was the replacement that was called up, someone in the reserves, 273, 22, 491, 35 runs, 13 homers, 19 doubles, two triples, one stolen base. I'd say those two right there, 
you you just don't put names and you're just like which one should be an all-star you're going with spencer steer yeah it's very obvious it's one of those things where it's just like a marketing situation at this point you know it's kind of beyond uh the control of the players but i mean i i think they know who's deserving to to be at the all-star game it's not even close uh, yeah, yeah it's not even close but He's got purple hair, and people are doing the Grimace birthday <laughs> shake thing on TikTok. So. It's very flashy. It's very easy to get behind. What oh, are you going to do? Yeah. What are you going to do? Bitch about it. That's yeah, what I'm going to do. Yeah, we're going to bitch about it on a podcast. How about that, yeah. you idiots? You fucking buffoons. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Uh, or watching. However you do it. Um, but yeah, dude, for real. Like it, it, I think that these are guys who are going to contribute, continue to contribute at this level. Nothing's going to change for them. They are extremely disciplined at the plate. TJ Friel, high contact dude who has ran into some. And Spencer Steer has a beautiful swing. Dude, so great, dude. He just consistently is just behind the ball, drives it out, uh, doing great things. Really uh, excited to watch yeah. both of them. Now, somebody tweeted this out, and they were like, do you think with Steer what affected him is that he's played literally everywhere first third left like there isn't a real like spot to put him in and this is my question to you as i've seen this too um there should there be a utility spot for the all-star team i think there should be i mean i don't understand like why you wouldn't if it's about like the all-star at this point is to generate excitement around the sport of baseball i, I just think that would just add to it and Spencer Steer, uh, no matter where he's played, uh, you know, defensively, it hasn't affected him offensively. So I think sure. that's a very strong thing for him. But yeah, absolutely. I'm behind that. Yeah. Totally. Now, the other thing that just came to me with Lourdes Guriel is this is a contract year for him. Mm-hmm. And the reserves are selected by, like, players and managers. So it's like, hey, he gets an all-star nod, gets a little bump. That could add some money or a year to his free agency contract. Yeah, absolutely. It's so, great for him. Great for him. But, um, yeah, it's just a bummer. And, you know, these are young guys who are going to be around for a while. They're going to be on this team for a while. So it just sucks that they're getting a snub this early. And one of your most exciting teams in Major League Baseball, to be honest, America's team, you're not you're not going to throw them a bone? Yeah, I agree with that. They've been doing a lot of things, uh, getting a lot of eyes over their way, and the All-Star would have been a great way to, uh, you know, show them some uh, respect for that, and it didn't really happen. But, hey, nope. that's what's going to happen. Nope, it's bullshit. Yeah, we're both the America's team and the underdogs at the same time. We're dichotomy, but we're growing on it. And you know what? Taylor Swift was just here. We're a real place. Come on, you guys. She <laughs> tweeted about us. She put us on Instagram saying that she left Cincinnati. She misspelled Cincinnati, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, but you know what? One thing I didn't see, I didn't see Taylor eat a cheese coney. No, 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 no. She did take a shit at a speedway, though. <laughs> so that was pretty cool. That is just as Cincinnati. <laughs> yeah, yeah, taking a shit at a speedway with the door open. Yeah. She looked at Grater's ice cream. Yeah, yeah. She looked at it. She was like, what the fuck is that? Blueberry chip. Get the fuck out of here. No, 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 thank you. Only just flavorless smoothies for me. I'm a machine. <laughs> flavorless smoothies and bidets. Uh, That's the only thing I intake. Uh, looking back at the week, the Reds took both of their series this week. Super exciting stuff with um, days off, uh, day off on Thursday, which they also needed for the bullpen to take a little, take a little nap. Um, Brandon Williamson went twice this week. Um, Brandon Williamson in the first game against Baltimore, crazy rainstorm. Yeah, that was. Uh, what are you gonna do in that situation? You you just can't pitch. No, you can't do it. It's like it was similar to what Lucas Sims. What happened to him in twenty twenty one? 
Um, oh, shit. Before I go any further, I need to make a correction from last week. Okay. okay. Lay it out. Ellie De La Cruz. He already went agent shopping. Scott Boris is his agent. Okay, yeah, we didn't talk about that. Sorry, quick shift. Yeah. Quick shift real quick. It doesn't mean he's not going to stay. Mm-hmm. I want that to be clear. Boris prefers his agent to go. Boris could... Jesus Christ. Boris prefers his clients to go to free agency. But if the team deal is very... If it's very even on both sides... He's fine with it. I mean, we've seen it happen with a with a handful of players. Yeah, and that's more of an incentive for us to really uh, get this camaraderie going around this young group of guys because that would just be, uh, you know, more stuff weighing on the side of Ellie hanging out in Cincinnati where, uh, you know, they're it's it's a reality, you know. Believe yep. it or not, New York has a bit of a deeper pockets mm-hmm. when Cincinnati does. So yeah, hopefully something can generate here before that uh, that point comes. Yeah, and you know what? Maybe some people don't want to play baseball in New York. It's hard. It's yeah. a big market with with aggressive media and aggressive fans. Yeah, it's not really that fun. There's been a lot of great players that just kind of refused to play in New York, and it had nothing to do with talent. Just yeah, they still want to do it. Yeah. Uh, Ken Griffey did not want to. Pl- Junior did not want to play in New York at all. No, well, that was because they they made him. They kicked him. His they kicked Junior out of the clubhouse. Oh yeah, yeah. They were like, <laughs> Ken Griffey was like, but this is my son. He comes with me everywhere. And they're like, nope, no kids in the clubhouse. And then uh, Ken Griffey Junior said. From then on, I would rather retire than play for the New York Yankees because yeah. of how disrespectful they were to my dad. Ooh, baby. Yeah, how sick is that? Yeah, that's nice. So, New York Yankees, please be disrespectful to Ellie De La Cruz <laughs> and Amy's siblings and, and, and kids. Yeah, if he has a kid and he's there, be just so rude. Yeah, be a fucking snot to yeah. him. <laughs> yeah, you don't even get candy. Yeah, spit at him. <laughs> but yeah, Brandon Williamson, there's nothing you can do with that. Uh, I felt for the dude, man. It was just buckets. Dude, it, there was nothing you could do. No matter who was up there, it just fucking sucked. It sucked. It was hard. So it's hard when you already have some control issues. And then it's like, oh, also, can you try and do this in a monsoon? Yeah, can you do this when your fucking eyes are covered in water? You got no <laughs> grip on a baseball? Dude, yeah. that sucks. And so what was really funny is that Charlie Goldsmith, who works for the Enquirer, <laughs> yeah. tweeted out, said, Brandon Williamson said a few weeks ago that put-away pitches were the next step for him, throwing his best pitch with two strikes to finish an at-bat. And then, space, today, two strike counts turn into walks. The Orioles get a two-run single on his 61st pitch. And then Brandon Williamson tweeted out, I don't know if you saw or not, but it was pissing rain. <laughs> you would have misspelled six words in this tweet if you were on the bump in that. First line, amazing. And, and the follow-up, way better. It's, it's great. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Fuck off, dude. Yeah, yeah you couldn't have typed any of the shit in the fucking conditions they had to like, perform in. The highest level of an athlete, athlete has to. Yeah. Dude, it, it just sucks. It's a no-win situation. No, it's a no-win for both people. Like, Charlie didn't need to, to, like, put a fact out there that he was probably holding on to and then fire out, like, something that's happening with no context. Exactly. There was no context to the situation. If you read this, you have no idea that it was raining as much as what it yeah. was. And now Brandon Williams was just, like, sitting there in the dugout like, hey, man, I've had enough. Yeah. I don't blame him. Yeah, it wasn't fun for him. Well, would, you, would you do the same thing? Yeah, I think so. I don't understand. Like, yeah, I would fucking totally. Yeah. Someone's like bitching at me for my job. Yeah, some people were saying it was unprofessional on Brandon's part, but like, oh fuck off. <laughs> 
It was terrific. Yeah. No, it was very professional. He responded back because that shit will hurt somebody's career. You know, people like just out of context throwing stuff out like that. No, it's perfectly within his wheelhouse. I agree. Do. I totally agree with you, dude. And uh, and Williamson bounced back the next day, like proving it, proving Charlie wrong. Just like, hey, look, I'm doing this. My two my two strike pitch is getting me out of jams. Yeah, yeah, I had a great follow-up. He had a killer follow-up. So it's like, it's tough to give him any... It's tough. You cut him some slack and you move on. Uh, and then next, you know, Andrew Abbott came out and he had a really good outing. Six innings pitched, one run, two hits, three walks, eight Ks. And that wasn't even the best one of the week. I know. We still got another uh, start to talk about here. That's great. I can't wait to get to it. I don't know if anyone's calling him the slinging, slinging ginger, but I, I'm trying to make it stick. The ginger piece. I like it. The ginger piece? I can do that. Ginger yeah, yeah. piece? We'll figure out something. Ginger something. Yeah. Uh, ginger slice. Ginger slice is fun. Slinging ginger. Uh, the slinging ginger. I like that. The slinging ginger could be it. But overall... Against a really good lineup in Baltimore. Yeah, yeah, a yeah. A young lineup stacked with bats. He goes out there and gives you an above quality start. Yeah, dude. He was tough as nails. It's, it's another thing. We keep saying the same thing about him. He's doing great. He keeps getting better and better incrementally. This is terrific. Yeah. And this fucking has no sort of uh, back down. Mm-hmm. He is coming after uh, batters. He doesn't seem to have that sort of uh, recoil. He, he's just constantly competing. Yeah. Great. Yeah. And did you, I noticed too, like when he gets touched up a little bit mm-hmm. and it's like, fourth fifth inning he bounces back and is even better he closes his starts better than he opens them yeah that was something too i was thinking about today thinking about him and also hunter green and some other like better pitchers that you see in baseball where uh the further into the game they get the more comfortable they get with their pitches the better they seem to get and andrew abbott seems to be like one of those guys oh yeah 100 percent, dude he's just and he just shoves there's no there's no quit it's all fight the goddamn ginger bulldog. Mm-hmm. He gets after it. Ginger bulldog. Ginger bulldog. That's another one up there, dog. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have a laundry list of goddamn nicknames for this fella. I'll tell mm-hmm. you that. Um, Luke Weaver sucks. I mean, we've covered this <laughs> time and time again. I feel bad saying it because it's like we're talking about this man's livelihood and his job, but he sucks. Yeah, man, it's not fun. Um, <laughs> I don't know, dude. Yeah, it's, it, yeah, it sucks. Uh, that first inning was so bad. Yeah, it's not fun. I get really anxious watching them on the mound. and uh, So hopefully get some more uh, pitchers that are healthy and ready to come and uh, participate yeah. with this Reds team. Two would be great. Yeah. Two, you know, you got Lodolo and Green coming back beginning of August. We'll get more mm-hmm. to that, too. But, like, man, Luke Weaver sucking. And it's crazy because the Reds gave him 11 runs. Yeah. And he, look, four and a third Four runs, six hits, two walks, two Ks. That sounds better than it was because all four of those runs were in the first. He calmed down. He started working around them. But it's just like, man, you got to have somebody better than that in that spot. I don't – it's just – when you look and you think about early August and you think think, uh, Hunter Green, Nick Lodolo, Andrew Abbott – Maybe Graham Ashcraft. We'll get to him in a second. And then you're, there's your five. Mm-hmm. If you could get rid of Luke Weaver and have somebody else say maybe a Connor Phillips, mm-hmm. 
It's a good. That's a really good five. Yeah, hopefully they can uh, figure out how to uh, make those numbers a bit more solid and reliable. Yeah, you know those four five starter situations, because right now it, it's just it's killing me. Just like every time watching <laughs> one of these pitchers mm-hmm. get up there, and it's like I have no idea what's going to happen. Well, you're like, oh fuck, oh god, all right, he's going to leave a 92 mile an hour fastball right. <clears throat> Down the middle, yeah, or up. When he left that one that was ninety three up and just barely inside, I was like, "That's going to be smoked." Yeah, yeah. You're like, okay, well, shit. Well, hopefully we can figure out what to do uh, after the All Star break here because some of these starts are just we can't continue to have them. No, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, no, you can't. And it w- so, what's going to be? I don't know what the lineup's going to look like. I guess we can get to that later. But uh, if you have him throwing against the Nationals, which I think you would, that'd be five days. Mm-hmm. Eh? Yeah, he'll be throwing Monday. Um, yeah, he'll be throwing Monday against the Nationals. Sorry, my buddy texted me if I wanted tickets to see Post Malone. Mm-hmm. That'd be fun. So, yeah. Um, God, Luke Weaver sucks. But, yeah, sorry. I'm going to move on. To Graham Ashcraft. Okay. Because I just got distracted so heavily. That's uh, all right. You know, I got to turn my texts off on my phone. I know. It's probably, my, you got to move past laptop. that. It's, I'll move past it. That's in the past. You're, I'll move past let's it. Let's work on the post now. We're going to work on the pre- We're going to work on the present. Okay. How's that sound? All right. Graham Ashcraft's back. Yeah, it seemed like it. Yeah, it did. We still got to see one more start from him to see if it's really trending that way. But uh, my goodness, this was a really locked-in performance. Yeah. And you could tell with him. You could see like when he's just like, yeah, up there. It's like he felt it. And we yeah. did, too. It was great. It was so fantastic. And if you look at his, so he went you know, six and two-thirds, three hits, one earned run, two walks, seven Ks. Look, he only threw a sinker once, and it was all cutters and sliders. But when you look at the chart, he's kind of – he's. He's dotting inside. He's dotting outside. He's working low. He's working high. He's clearly going in with more of a game plan, mm-hmm. and it's starting to work. And it and it kind of, I think it kind of uh, goes with what I said, where it's it was all a mental game with him. Yeah, I think so too. He had a lot more confidence in his stuff, and he just had these three pitches. I mean, essentially two, but he's throwing them with a lot more conviction. He's, I think he's just focusing more in quadrants and just trying to get. Uh, the feel back for his pitches, and in this start was definitely uh, the Ashcraft that we're familiar with. Yeah. He's he's tunneling in the right spots, and what's nice is you see that with all the bunching within the uh, with low and inside and high and away. So, dude, um, um, that if we get him back, then you're kind of looking at what you need to get starting pitching wise for a consistent run for sure and uh i was saying with that start if graham ashcraft has a dominant start that versus the reds winning him having a positive outing is a lot more beneficial thing because they can secure up essentially uh that rotation so that that's a that was an amazing thing to see from graham ashcraft the less you have to fix the better and we'll find out in the next couple of weeks too. We'll really get a we'll really get a figure for it, feel for it. And Brandon Williamson on Saturday, five innings, three hits, two earned runs, one walk, five Ks. Extremely serviceable. That was amazing. That was a really great outing. Huge outing. You know, it wasn't extremely dominant, but it was still 
far more than serviceable. It was very needed. Yeah, and and when you're looking at these two guys who have been kind of struggling, well, Ashcraft 1,000% struggling, Williamson struggling with just control, Mm. and they're going out there and they're doing this against a stacked lineup. I'm I'm throwing the record out. When you're looking at a three-game series and you have to face Tatis, Machado, Bogarts, uh, that's gross. Yeah, that's difficult. Even if they're in a like more of a down year, that is a very challenging lineup to have to p- pitch through. Yeah, and and it looks like their weakness might be lefties, but dude, huge, huge to have him back. And it wasn't raining. Yeah, and look what he did. <laughs> look what he did. He pitched and he did the stuff he said he was going to do. A lot of high inside, a lot of outside fastballs, a lot of curveballs, and a lot of sliders in and cutters. The bottom of the zone, which means he's baiting. He's going in there, too, with another game plan, knows what he has, and he's confident. Yeah, it seems like they're being a lot more consistent with uh, the game plan that they have. And this was, I believe, the second of three starts where the pitcher was leaving the mound and had to kind of like doffed and acknowledge uh, the crowd for how well they had done. So they answered the call. At least from the audience standpoint, it was—it's just a small, notable thing, but it's—it's it's also, uh, I think, important. No, but it's—it is important. And when you're saying like, when you've got this together, and then you are doing this consistently, and it's like you're building momentum to be like, hey, look, I got—I put this start together, and then it's like, all right, what about my next one? And it's like, okay, we're going to keep building, we're going to mm-hmm. keep doing this, and we're going to make this game plan work. And if you start to get figured out, make your adjustments, whatever that may be. But the fact is if you can get this consistently out of those two, your bullpen is back to where it was. Yeah. Uh, an above-average bullpen that is full of stoppers and that isn't worn the fuck out. Yeah, that's where we need to be. That's exactly. And, and Andrew Abbott gave that again today. Good God, seven and two-thirds, four hits, one earned run, 12 Ks. One dinger to Ha-Sung Kim that exploded off of his back. Yeah, that was that was a great uh, great hit. And, and also, he could have probably easily gotten that last time. Not easily, but I thought he could have had a shot to get that last one. But, uh, yeah, whatever. It's almost eight innings. That's that's incredible. Yeah. You know, And comparing it to what uh, has been going on with the Reds uh, pitching, starting pitching from this point, uh, that – you know, that's one of the high watermarks I think we've seen. Yeah, totally agreed. I mean, that is, yeah, no, maybe the closest would be Hunter Green where he had, you know, he pitched six innings, no hits, 12 Ks, but he only could get through six because his pitch count got so high. Right. But this might be the performance of the year from a red starting pitcher. And it came off the heels of a few other great performances that we're talking about mm-hmm. to where, you know, it's cutting down on the the negative stuff of, like, not having uh, – eating up too many innings from the, the bullpen. Like, the starting yeah. pitching is going longer. So they're answering the call. Yeah, thank God, dude. Thank fucking God. It's just so much of a relief for the relievers. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it, it it just changes this this the club dynamic entirely because then like we were saying is this forms more camaraderie and it's gonna them they're gonna keep pushing each other and be like you, you think you can top that what I just did fuck yeah. you motherfucker come on let's go what I think got? I saw that when uh, Graham Ashcraft was greeting uh, was it Luke we no it was Williamson I think he was greeting uh, in the dugout with the hug yeah it's like dude it's a, it's a it's a friendly competition thing yeah so it's super fun watching that and you can see like that on TV very. You know, clearly. It was, yeah, exactly. And so 
when they're feeling good and they're in it and they're not sitting at the edge of the be- at the end of the bench in the dugout being like I'm the problem or fuck it's me yeah. uh, sue me Taylor and uh, <laughs> um, 22 22 so yeah dude like massive game changer and then they're 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 more in on it and you just don't have guys in the clubhouse like if it wasn't for this motherfucker yeah, yeah. It wouldn't be this wouldn't be as bad <clears throat> yeah they're they're all in it together so they feel uh, very much simpatico so it's nice yeah the bullpen was a lot stronger this week you got a lot of guys with zeros in the earned run category uh including fernando cruz i'm i'm glad to say he doesn't suck anymore yeah, he's definitely elevated his game, so that's been very uh, critical, uh, especially this past week for yeah. sure. And dude, poor Alec Mills, what a bummer! Yeah, that's that's unfortunate. The sacrificial lamb. He just, he just, he goes, he gets out, but gets a job again. Gets called up from AAA, and they're like, "All right, go out and give up a bunch of runs. Mm-hmm. Can you g- just give up like five, six runs real quick? Can do." He's like, I got you. I'll give you some length. Poor guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Salazar got set back down. He didn't have a. He wasn't too strong. But Fernando Cruz, Lucas Sims outside of the home run today. Those stats aren't fully updated, so yeah. they're not on my sheet. But uh, Fernando Cruz, Daniel Duarte, Alex Young didn't give up runs. Alexis Diaz gave up two. Uh, Etain, Ian Jabot gave up two. And then you've got a bunch of guys in the bottom here: Jake Wong, Salazar, Alec Mills. And your biggest guy, Buck Farmer, had a tough, tough week, but he hasn't had a week like this all year. Yeah, exactly. You can see, like, definitely his bullpen is getting stressed, and we do really want to get to this All Star break to give him a little bit of a time off because it, it's just uh, you're seeing the fatigue set in. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I, you know, someone brought up the point. It's like Alexis Diaz is going to the All Star game. He needs a break, and I'm like, mm, well, it, it's just he's. One, day, he will throw one inning. Yeah, yeah, he'll be fine. He'll survive. It'll be it'll be healthy for him to throw an inning. One inning, and then yeah, and then he has two days off. Mm-hmm. While everybody else has a bunch of time off, it's fine. Gives him enough time to reset. Um, but I expect Buck Farmer to have a much better run this week and have a little bit of a bounce back. Um, and now that Derek Law's back, I mean, That's great. you've got one of your guys back that takes up the uh, the Wong spot, the Salazar spot, and the Alec Mills spot. Yeah, much needed to have him back. That, that is very huge. It's huge. And he's a guy, so like Luke Weaver got lit up in the first, right? And then he kind of cruised the rest of the innings. Mm. Kind of makes you think you could bring him, you could have him do what he did earlier in the season and have Derek Law be an opener, True. and then you could have Luke Weaver two, three, four, five, six, maybe, if he doesn't suck. But just a thought. Yeah, then when uh, Blake Lively gets healthier and he can go from the uh, starting position to like maybe that uh, middle r- relief. Yes, and then there's there's another guy you can ch- check off there because you know you basically have three rotating spots in your in your bullpen that yeah. are your your Louisville to Cincy, Cincy to Louisville guys. Mm-hmm. And you won't have to do that if you've got some consistency and, and your real horses back. Right. Horsebacks. Horsebacks. They got horsebacks. <laughs> hey, is there any beers in that uh, beer cooler? I think so. Hey, grab me one. Oh, you got it. You want a. Here you go. I'm going to give you a juicy truth. Ooh, juicy up, baby. I'm going to steal one of these waters. Oh, please. A little hydration break. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Dude, yeah, it was, you had a long one. It was, dude, uh, at. The FCC match. It was so hot that they had to have two hydration breaks. So they like had a little stoppage time. Let them get some water. 
soak it up, all that good stuff. That's why I hate soccer. They have to drink water. <laughs> they got to keep it going. So yeah, this bullpen's only gonna get stronger, and then maybe you make a move for um, a guy who compliments Lucas Sims, like we've been saying for weeks. So, and it's not gonna be a Rodas Chapman because he just got dealt. Did we talk about that last week? What? Rodas Chapman? We got dealt? No, he got he got uh, traded. Rodas Chapman did? Yeah. To who? He got traded to the Rangers, Texas. What? How yeah. did I miss this? Yeah. No, it happened uh, Shut the f- three days ago or something like that. No. Yeah, so Chapman's out of the uh, conversation. Wow. How did I miss this? But, uh, yeah, we'll see what else can uh, percolate towards the Reds' way. But, yeah, he's one of the names that's off the list. Son of a bitch. I mean, it would have been interesting. But, yeah, there's definitely still a lot of names out there. So, hopefully the Reds can get uh, some bullpen help as well as a starting pitcher but yeah chapman is off that list now son of a bitch who do they get do they get in return i don't know i'm trying to find it here god i hate espn they don't mm-hmm. like tell well, they you they maybe here. uh fired the person that updates their website <laughs> yeah probably i can't believe they fired like Susie colbert she's been there 30 years there's so many people and they had a what's the one tits dude that always has that uh the cutoffs with the tits always has the cut. Oh, I mean, he always has like, uh, oh my god, it, it's it's like PTMS. It's uh, Patrick something. Oh, Pat McAfee. I think that's it. PMS. Yeah, now he saw on the ESPN. Yeah. yeah, remember when he recorded an hour comedy special? No, I don't. Thank yeah. God. He did it at uh, what used to the comedy club formerly known as Morty's. Oh Jesus! Cole Reagan's and twenty-five-year-old starting pitcher and Ronnie Cabrera, seventeen-year-old outfielder. Huh. Well, shit. That sucks. That's a bummer. Yeah. Well, uh, oh, well. hopefully something will happen here in the next uh, <laughs> week or so where the Reds can add to their uh, really their sucks. arms. Yeah. There, there's going to be enough. Uh, there's Scott Barlow, who's also who was who is the closer for the Royals that will be available. So there, there's going to be some bullpen arms available. Or there were people talking this week about uh, the Reds trading for Lance Lynn. I mean, if he's the guy that can get us, you know, to the seventh inning, I'll take anyone that get us to the seventh inning at this point. Yeah, and that's not a normal base. That's not normal baseball thing anymore. Is the seventh? But what yeah. is is you know, six and the third get get you there, get you a quality True. start. True. So, I th- I think with the way the uh, red season has been going now, <laughs> it's just to save innings that the bullpen doesn't have to eat up. Right. Because they are very uh, obviously, I think, uh, worn out at this point. Yeah. And we've seen Alexis Diaz perform a little bit below what we're familiar with. So anything to help what is going on with that uh, situation, yeah. you know, I'm for. Man. I'm still so bummed. I wanted, you want to to back? I wanted him so bad. It, it would have been interesting. I wanted him to come back. I wanted him to live in northern Kentucky. I wanted him to go into a garage, start firing off his exactly. gun. Exactly. I wanted really that. fun domestic disputes again. That <laughs> would have been great. Come on, come back to Cincy. Come on, we miss you and your nine millimeter. Yeah, we're very we have very lax laws over here. <laughs> mm. Will Benson had a great week. Will Benson. 533, 533, 733. Uh, he, you know, when you have a, when you're on base that much, 
pretty freaking rad. Dude, it's great. He's relaxed at the plate. I mean, he still has that kind of like almost tight grip on the bat when he's up there, but he mm-hmm. still manages to be really zen and has a great uh, feel for the zone. Yeah. And he's doing great. I'm so thrilled to watch uh, how he's matured in the past. It, it's been like a month. Yeah. He's done. It, it's great. It, this is one of the uh, really fun stories within the Reds organization. Yeah. And it, look, we sh- we talked shit early. But you know I, what? I, yeah, it turned out that he needed to just get a get a little little mental tune up. It worked. He's made an adjustment, and he's back up here. He's always had the tools. So really glad to hear that. Rake Fraley had a very good week, uh, and Tyler Stevenson, the hero from today, his bat turned on this week: three fifty seven, four thirty eight, five seventy one, with a weighted run created plus of one sixty nine. Getting it done. You know, uh, sixteen plate appearances. Got two home. Oh well, he had yeah. So seventeen plate appearances with two home runs. Uh, He's fun watching, dude. I love seeing a dude uh, in the majors that can still uh, sit back on a ball and take it the opposite way. God, he's so good. When he's when he's confident, I think his shoulders feeling better. Mm-hmm. It's when he can turn it on. He's he's a premier hitter at his position. Yeah, I agree, hundred percent. And so we already covered Spencer Steer. Matt McClain was okay. T.J. Friel was okay. Uh, both were batting 261, but uh, Matt McClain with a 320 on base, TJ Field with a 292 on base. Um, so Matt McClain keeps doing great stuff, man. McClain and Friel, what they both did, they each had two homers this week. Yeah. So, so At really opportune <laughs> times. I mean, Matt McClain had that one with his two outs. Was it bottom of the 10th, I think? Yeah. Yeah. Smoked it. Yeah. And Spencer Steer had the walk off on Friday. Oh, it was great. Dude. That was so fun. It was I, exciting. You were at that game. I was you? at that game, and that was after that bullshit call with Ellie sliding in the home. Yeah, I, I don't fully understand that one. I know there's some different rules when it comes to there being uh, an infield hit uh, or a ball that's grounded into the infield as far as the uh, the catcher goes with blocking. Yeah. But it did seem very evident to me with uh, the new rules that I thought that was a blocking violation, but yep. I'm not sure of the uh, the semantics of it all. But it was very strange. But didn't matter when you got Spencer Steer <laughs> fucking clocking it behind him. Yeah, if they would have lost, this whole episode would have been about that. Yeah. And instead, baseball does need to figure that out because there was another call with Rangers-Tigers earlier in the week. But it's just the way that he was blocking the play. The foot was there. He's basically... He, he could have given him a lane to run in, but he really didn't because mm-hmm. that still is mostly blocking the plate and he did have to go around and he ended up going over to touch that's a block that's a blocking violation so whatever thank god but baseball does need to fucking figure that out yeah we're splitting hairs but when he got to all these uh you know calls and can overturn reviews yeah. it's something needs to be figured out but yeah that could have been yeah. a very detrimental call but fortunately we didn't get it, it in that situation and it was only it was, and now it's like one of the only highlights from ellie this week after being played being called nl player of the week uh 174 174 217 and a weighted runs created plus of minus seven Yikes. Yeah, I mean, there's going to be these ups and downs, and he's still learning. Uh, and it's Taylor Swift on the TV. Oh, I thought you were saying like the, the fucking, yeah. Who are all these personalities? Look at us. Yeah, you can be whichever one. Uh, but yeah, I don't remember the fuck we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, we're talking about the Reds and how <laughs> Ellie... <laughs> 
Yeah, you're right. You're right. We're, we're talking, talking about the Reds. We're talking about the Reds. <laughs> oh, and LED of the Cruise. There's gonna be these peaks, and there's gonna be these. There's gonna be these valleys. Yeah, yeah. And and it, he's being thrown the least amount of fastballs out of any player in baseball now. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and. Beyond all that, I'm really curious to see how Ellie's going to do like next year. I know we're very focused on what's happening currently in the Reds uh, organization, but seeing how these players are going to pan out and adjust to what's happening because uh, this is the first time Ellie has seen consistent, solid breaking pitches, great sliders, yeah. and stuff that isn't you know. I mean, the AAA is really good stuff, but uh, the fast—it's a lot of fastballs, and you're not getting the snap on the breaking stuff that you're seeing in the majors. So this is a very much a learning mm-hmm. experience for him, and he's doing really good. But uh, man, everybody is really doing their their darndest uh, <laughs> yeah. to make sure he's not getting anything to hit. Yeah, let's see if we can give him a low changeup, and then we'll see if we can get the slider to break low and outside, and anything to get him away. But then you also don't want to put him on. Oh, for sure. Because then chaos ensues. Yeah, he's such a fast dude, so they keep trying to slow the game down more than what it uh, should be from his standpoint. So I have full confidence he's going to figure it out. I'm not worried about it. But, uh, yeah, it's just something. It's just a very peculiar thing, just watching how uh, people are dealing with uh, this phenom. Yeah. And then, you know what? Overall, still, Reds rookies lead all of Major League Baseball in hits, RBIs, and they're second in OPS. Yeah. That's what they do. And what, what you bring up with what you said with Matt McLean, hitters that went 280, 18 plus, 3 plus, 18 plus, 3 plus in June, Shohei Otani, Fernando Tatis Jr., Ronald Acuña Jr., Jose Ramirez, Mookie Betts, and Corbin Carroll. Oh, and one more. Matt McLean, dude. Isn't that something? Thanks Eric Cross for that one. Um that's dude, he look, we can talk about the amazing stuff Ellie does and the peak in the valleys. But the thing is, Matt McLean's more consistent. Absolutely, dude. He's so good at it. Uh, I love watching his uh, plate discipline. I love seeing him come through in clutch moments. This is a solid, solid baseball player. <laughs> He's so fucking good. And he had a great defensive play today. He makes a yeah. lot of good defensive plays. But uh, one that uh, he had up the middle where this, even getting to the ball was very challenging. And he just flipped it with his glove. Uh, to India and got the out for to end the inning. Yeah, that uh, that was incredible. It was awesome. Yeah, uh, and that's that. What's even crazier is like his his defense is you know it's plus, but like he's better at second. So imagine him with less room to work with mm-hmm. in a not as tough defensive spot. Like he's going to be an elite second baseman for years to come. Yeah, I really hope they put him at second. And another thing the Reds are elite at, and then and this is from Codify Baseball, is stealing bases. In the month of June, the Reds stole fifty bases. And second, thirty-one Houston. It's wild. I know. Uh, I'm curious to see how next month is going to go because, I mean, cat's out of the bag at this point. The Reds are trying to push runs. They're forcing teams to make plays. This is the style of ball they've been trying to press the entire uh, season so far, mm-hmm. and everyone's going to start to take notice. I think this is something that started to happen at the beginning of last year with the fire sale. Mm-hmm. Just people were hurt. Because um, you saw it in that first series against Atlanta where, like, Jake Fraley stole second, like, immediately. You were like, what the hell? You know, a bunch of dudes were already just taken off and going, mm-hmm. and they were, you know, people that you were excited to have on the team, sort of, uh, but you're still really hurt. But, like, I feel like they were starting to do this 
last year really started to be aggressive, and then they brought in Calgol to play to do first base, and the mentality shifted even more, knowing that they had McLean coming up with all this speed, Ellie coming up with all this speed, Ray Fraley already had that speed, Friel was showing that speed second half of last year. So you had a lot of guys who were like, okay, we can do this, and India was already fast. Mm-hmm. That's and that's all you need right there. Yeah, I'm not sure where that conversation came from about uh, how to pursue like the identity of this ball club, but the hustle that they have uh, it's been percolating throughout this entire uh, season so far. That that's great. I'm not sure if that's coming uh, from the players, from yeah. management, whatever it is. But that seems to be like a very uh, that that's the game plan. Is yeah. we're going to try and beat you. Any way possible. We're going to yep. make you make plays. Yeah, and I think it's a top-down thing from when they started drafting athletes and trading for these athletes during the fire sale last year. Yeah. I think it's a conscious effort to be like, hey, the game is going to shift this way. And they were just a little bit ahead of it, you know? Because, mm-hmm. you know, you saw this coming when they did the larger bases in, in AAA. You saw it um, with them, you know, making the shift rules different uh, across the board. So, like... Uh, in the minors. So mm-hmm. it's like, this was coming. It's going to be here in the bigs. Let's be on the forefront of it. And I'm glad to say that the Reds did that. Yeah. So when the more true athletes uh, are on the field now, that's really paying dividends for the Reds this season. Yeah. Um, now for the not so fun stuff. Jonathan India has sucked this month. Dude. I'm sorry to say it. He has not been very good this month. Um, over this month, Jonathan India, 202, 294, 365, the month of June. Um, look, five home runs, 17 ribbies is good enough. But, like, he's 202, 294 with a weighted run created plus a 76. That's not, that's not a, that's not a three-hole hitter. No. Um, and the thing is, I mean, there's a... We can have a big conversation about this, but a small microcosm of all this Jonathan India stuff. Pretty much everyone in Cincinnati really loves Jonathan India. We think he's a, a great baseball player. Yeah. Uh, he's a leader. Uh, he's doing tremendous things for this organization. However, right now, the three hole, him being there is not benefiting the team. Nope. And I really feel that, uh, I mean, hindsight, it really pays off. But I really think they should have left him in the one hole. I think he was great leading off. However, now I really would, would appreciate if Jonathan India. Maybe he would talk you know, to fucking David Bell and say, like, hey, listen, dude, I need to drop down a yep. bit here because it's either you're going to offend Jonathan India by moving him down Mm-hmm. Or you're going to lessen your chance of winning in the division by living with a three hole. It's too critical uh, of a situation to let him not have the produ- production that he needs to have. I couldn't agree with you more, there, partner. If you're going to have someone in that three hole, you need to have someone in there who might be leading all rookies in RBIs, and that would be Spencer Steer. Yeah, that that's who it should be. It should be Steer, and you go, you start lefty. You go lefty, righty, and then you go another righty again. That's fine, and then you go Ellie. I mean, that's 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 nice. Mm-hmm. That's a you know that's a great that's a lot of contact and a lot of power. Yeah, uh, all those people have been very productive. When you look at uh, you know going from T.J. Friel, Burt, Matt McClain, 
And then uh, Spencer Steer. Did you say burp? Yeah, it was, one was going to come out. It was going to. It was a little bit off. <laughs> Did you say burp? I said burp. You uh, said burp. I, I, that'll come out later. Uh, <laughs> come we'll out edit that in post. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sure. What is this we thing? You had a mouse in yeah, your pocket? Yeah, we, we edit stuff all the time here. <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, it's it's way too critical of a position to have uh, India in when he's not producing. We love Jonathan India. Uh, he's a great player. I, I'm not sure what's going on in between his ears, but no. it seems very much he's putting way more than the weight of the team on his shoulders here. He's trying to do so much. Yep. Put him in the six hole. Let him figure it out there, but there's mm-hmm. been way too many opportunities where the Reds could have cashed in on some runs. When yeah. Jonathan India slammed the ball into the dirt. Can I give you? Can I? Can I? Can I? Can I throw something your way? Please. Dylan Cease for Jonathan India. Okay. And I'll also give you Christian Roa. And I'm also going to throw in Austin Hendricks. Okay. Um, That is a problem fixer. That's someone who is going into arbitration. You already have a second baseman in Matt McClain who hmm. should be playing there every day. I'd say on paper, that is a phenomenal deal that I would take. However, I will say Mm -hmm. that Jonathan India is the de facto captain of this team. So I think if you extract him from uh, what's going on currently, I just think that's going to send these ripples that's going to uh, not have as good of a payoff as what the trade. I can see that. You feel it would. And uh, I don't think anyone... I don't think India is out of the realm of trading. Uh, I just feel he, he's so much intertwined into like uh, the culture of this team that it's very difficult to take him out and not find uh, a void, even though if you replace him with equally weighted talent. Sure. Fair enough. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. But... Man, it'd be fucking cool to get someone who's really <laughs> <Yeah>. good. <laughs> it'd be really fucking cool. <laughs> I hear really, you, but it'd be fucking it'd be cool. cool. It'd be fucking cool. Yeah, I, I, I just really want him to uh, talk to the coaches. Like, hey, look, I'm not doing well. You guys don't need to do this for yeah. me. Because it seems like it's very much internal within his ears. Sure, 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 being sure, sure. Like, hey, I'm worried about getting traded. I'm worried about all this stuff. And they're yep. like, hey. We need you. We'll put you in the three hole. You're good. Yeah. And then they're they're just like, I don't know. I don't want to tell him. Do you? <laughs> That's just what it feels like. It yeah. feels like someone has to be a fucking manager or uh, the captain of the team yeah. and say, look, look, Spencer Steer, uh, somebody else can could be up there <laughs> as opposed to me. There's that's what I was waiting on. Oh yeah, there's the burp. Yeah, but I mean. Yeah. No, it's you're... gonna it's gonna lose multiple games if it hasn't already. Yeah. Yeah, man, he is the captain. I get that. It will change the dynamic, but like, I don't know. He he's not going to be extended here. I don't know. You're right, leader guy. You need that, but I think there's also there's 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 a passing of the baton that is happening between McLean, Ellie, and whatever. But all that aside. I think you're right, and there's there's more creative ways to do this, or you look for someone who isn't going to cost you as much. So here's another very awkward conversation. Mm-hmm. Joey Votto went O for fifteen this week. I think that's right. O for fifteen is what I have here. Yeah, I think something like that. It's um, uh, man, it's not good. 
No, just based upon visuals, it seems like he is tired and just in a different game right now. Uh, I don't know what's going on, but he definitely doesn't seem like the player that uh, he was when he first came back up. So, um, So wait, he only went up, I think he went up twice and struck out twice, so he's 0 for 17 today. Yeah. Um, Yeah, he hasn't looked really good. Um, Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know what to do either. I mean, it's only been a week. It's only been, you know, two weeks since he's been back. Small sample size. Extremely small sample theater. But how much longer? Like, what happens this week, dude? What happens if he goes out there and he stinks it up again? I don't know because there is uh, some people in the minors that are beating on the back door. There is definitely some people that uh, we have on the bench mm-hmm. that can come up. So I, I know we've said this a lot. These are good problems to have. But uh, when you're dealing with actual people uh, and actual jobs, it becomes a little bit uh, tricky. Yeah. Uh, and I have full confidence that Joey will, in his capacity, figure out how to uh, rebound but it's one of those things where he's he's not a spry young dude anymore no. um but hopefully he'll have a little bit more of uh productivity before the break and then hopefully the break will bring him a bit more uh energy yeah because he just looks like he's just he's just behind dude he everything. looks lost yeah he looks and he looks like he's just getting fooled Mm. Like I, I love him. He's a Hall of Famer. He's one of my favorite baseball players of all time. Same. But man, when you've got CES who just hit his 18th home run, yikes! That's a guy that you're like, man, that's an upgrade at that position. Albeit you don't know truly what you're getting because he hasn't played up to the pros yet. Mm-hmm. But what we are seeing is power that. We would love to have in the five, six, seven holes. I agree with you. There's going to be a lot of questions that need to be uh, answered here uh, shortly after the break, and we'll see what they can add to you know, yeah, the fucking team here. Yeah, um, we got back. We already we already talked about Derek Law coming back, Eduardo Salazar option at AAA, Alec Mills now working on his LinkedIn profile. TJ <laughs> um, Antone threw off the mound. How about that? That's progress. That's huge progress. TJ Antone, um, he will be throwing live batting practice hitters on July 8th. And we'll do that program until the 19th. Then after that, they will give him a rehab assignment date. And then after that, he's going to be back in the big leagues. That's great. He could be another guy that comes up and is in your bullpen in August. Yeah, that could be another late arm that they add to the bullpen. Uh, another thing that's just like there's so many different like variables that could pop in the Reds uh, team here in the later months. So that that is thrilling. It's huge. Yeah. Um, Lively uh, resumed a throwing program, so we don't know. They early mid July, so he could be back soon too. That would be really big. Uh, another bullpen arm because at this point the way that Williamson's pitching. I'm leaving him there after the last two starts. I think so, too. Lively is uh, – I really respect what he's done. I think he's a great competitor. I think his position is going to be uh, a bullpen arm, mm-hmm. and I think he's going to succeed uh, in that uh, spot. I do, too. Uh, Hunter Green, uh, early August. Confirm that. Uh, he be- will begin a rehab process. It'll take four to six weeks. Uh, about strengthening his core. 
and working on how not to stress out them hips. Got to work on them hips, dog. Hip them hip. Work on them hip flexors. Hip, yep. yep. Uh, Casey Ligman nuts. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, you know, who knows? We don't know. We don't know. We still don't know. Lodolo out of the boot. Out of the boot. That's huge. Uh, on July 30th, he's going to head to Goodyear and start his throwing program. He could be back in August. Has he thrown at all? Like, has he been no. doing any? He can't do shit. He's in a boot. I know. I'm not sure there's like any upper body stuff. It's just goddamn it. It's so yeah, frustrating. Blows. Here's an interesting one. Mm-hmm. Vladimir Gutierrez uh, expected to face hitters in live batting practice for the first time on July 25th. That's pretty cool. Begin a rehab assignment on August 4th. Mm-hmm. He was another guy that was solid out of the pen. Let's fast forward, just like hypothetically, fast forward like another uh, month from now. Yeah. And you got about four or five arms that all of a sudden just open up mm-hmm. for the Reds. Oof. I know. How good does that feel? It feels good, but here's my thing. With TJ Antone, this is his third Tommy John. That's not something you just easily bounce back from. I believe in him. I love the dude. But that's not like a guarantee. Vladdy G coming back from a, from TJ, that's not mm-hmm. like another thing you can bank on. So, and with with Lodolo with a stress reaction in his, in his leg, like, who knows? And who knows with Hunter Green's hip stuff. So this is all like, we're all banking on hope and hope they can return to form when they get back. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't it be nice to have like a guaranteed thing? All very exciting, <laughs> folks. What's going to happen here? Oh, Coming down to the wire. Coming down to the wire. But it'd be nice to have something where you're like, you trade for it, you bring it in, you're like, I know this motherfucker is giving me six innings. He's giving me four hits, one, two runs, two walks, seven Ks. <laughs> Yeah, some like, uh, like talent that's been like confirmed. Like this is yeah, a I'm, solid person, and they aren't injured. Yeah. So yeah, that a would- known quantity, mm. and that is what you would get from a Max Scherzer who said is willing to trade his waive his trade clause. Mm. That's something you would get from. Uh, like I said, Lance Lynn, Dylan Cease, like these guys, and whatever else could open up. How much would Max Scherzer, what would his contract cost? Uh, $43 million this year. Um, a lot of the money would probably have to be deferred to the Mets. Yeah. So, you know, you could realistically pay him $16, $17 million for the rest of the year. And then next year's a player option. Okay. So, which means, say, that, you know. Brad's going to run. He's productive. They're in the playoffs. They're looking great. Max Scherzer going to be like, yeah, I'll come back and pitch here for one more year. Mm-hmm. This is my what I feel is my best shot to win a World Series. It could happen. Yeah. Uh, that would be pretty pretty tight. It would be really cool. So yeah. it could happen. Who knows? Uh, Justin Dunn, um, he's targeted to have his first light batting practice versus hitters on August 8th. Expected by with a rehab assignment expected on August twenty second. Mm-hmm. So he's always hurt. So who knows? And Tony Santian is still in AAA. So I would. They said he could be activated by the first week of July. So he could be up 
with us on this road trip that we're going into with a force back against the Nationals and three at the Brewers, and then you go into the Home Run Derby and the All-Star Game. Oh, baby, that would be great if you came in and we had a nice little run at the very end, mm-hmm. put ourselves a few games up above, uh, you know, secure ourselves in first. That would be yeah. pretty nice. Well, here's also the crazy thing with that, too. So then we have the All-Star Game. You got the All-Star Break, so that Wednesday and Thursday, which I don't know what I'm going to do without baseball. We have no idea. What are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? <sighs> Just stare at the sun. <laughs> I could do that. We could burn out our retinas. That'd be uh, you know what? And then you know what? <laughs> And then just be like, then we just can imagine baseball, and it happens all the time in our brain. Yeah. We're going to cycle. <laughs> cycle. Uh, then you have that break, which we're going to be staring into the sun, followed by a home stretch that is interesting and potentially brutal. You're talking about all the uh, times we're playing the Brewers, aren't you? Uh-huh. So you're yeah. following that with three at home against the Brewers, four at home against the Giants, who are playing good baseball, mm. and a young, surging team with three at home against the Diamondbacks. Look, I've said that the schedule is tough, and I've said it before, like, man, this is make or break with you know Atlanta, San Diego. This is the stretch where you're like figuring out, are we we're we're contenders? Let's eat, let's get some distance or. Fuck, we're gonna we we're now three and a half, four games behind the Brewers. Yeah, I think this will be the part uh, of the series or of the season where uh, people are looking at the Reds like, are you serious or not? Because mm-hmm. there is just uh, people understand about uh, the young players, the success that they're having right now, and I think once the All Star break comes up here, when a lot more uh, you know conversations are had about them are going to percolate up here and they got yeah. some very critical uh, series. Yeah. Guess what, motherfucker? Playoff baseball starts there. It starts on July 7th. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Which is crazy to say that we are in July and we are talking about the Reds contending, which is unreal and pretty awesome. Um and then just to finish out the month just cuz we're here, and then you got 3 at Milwaukee again and I think you're done playing them for the year. That's wild. And then three at the Dodgers, and then you go out to to Wrigley for the thirty first, first and second. Yeah, some really big games coming up. So Huge. I mean, dude, oh my goodness, I'm so stoked I'm for this s- month, dude. I'm so horned. <laughs> my hips are hard. <laughs> I'm gonna blow. <laughs> so yeah, let's uh, round third and have roll. What you got there, bud? I got shows. Oh yeah. Yeah, uh, I got. Uh, I'll be featuring at Go Bananas sixth uh, to the ninth. Nice. I'll be in Detroit the 29th. Um, there's some other shows going on, uh, but yeah, I'll update you later. But what do Sweet. you got? Um, July 11th, I will be at the one and only go. But wait, wait, wait. The contest is on Tuesdays or Wednesdays? Tuesdays. So yeah, July 11th, I will be at Go Bananas Comedy Club competing in the Funniest Person in Cincinnati contest, which I've already won in my heart. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's you a, have. That's it. You've brought it home. Yeah, I'll bring it home. And so uh, there's that and uh, other stuff that I don't remember the dates for. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Uh, thank you for watching, listening, however you're digesting this beautiful content about our Cincinnati Redlegs. Um, thank you to Sports Drink for being the network that lets us do this. Thank you to InTheClutch.com. Get all of your sick Ellie De La Cruz, Joey Votto, Reds. 
players tees like this one you can get there uh use the promo code nasty boys all caps 10 percent off and thank you buddy oh yeah baby yeah. have a great time mm -hmm. so as always go red lights you're welcome taylor swift <laughs>